Hello, you guys. Welcome to the industry. So anyways, you guys, we have a really exciting episode as always. And if you are new in the Facebook group, this is my live show, the industry that we do every, every single Friday morning at 10 AM Eastern time. Um, we bring on guests, we bring on clients, we bring on people that I love. And some episodes are me riffing about different things in Q and a. So every Friday is a little bit of a different vibe, um, live in the Facebook group. And we also, post the replays on YouTube, on my podcast, Stephanie and the Stephanie and Houston show. And I think those are the only places. So if you are here with us live, let me know in the chat how you guys are doing. I feel like I'm just going to, I'm going to jump in pretty quickly with Cassie and you know, it's so interesting and maybe Cassie, you can relate, but like anytime I'm asked, who are you? Or like, whatever. I'm like, I, I don't know what to say. So like, I'm not even going to ask Cassie who she is. If you're, you guys can go find Cassie. If you don't know Cassie, if you are here, you most likely know and follow Cassie, but Cassie is, and this is how I would describe Cassie is an insanely successful and amazing online business coach. And I have had the know Cassie behind the scenes in different capacities. And I feel like I know, I know the Cassie behind the social media. I know the Cassie behind the success and I feel very lucky that I do because I know for me sometimes, and this can be a whole conversation, I feel like people see me on social media and they have like an interpretation, but they don't always know my heart. And so I, I know Cassie, and I know her success and I know her heart and I'm excited to kind of bring her on and, and show you guys Cassie's heart a little bit behind the scenes on, on the industry. So Cassie is amazing and I'm, I'm going to bring her up. Um, and maybe if you want to quickly introduce yourself, Cassie, and, and share your current vibe so people know the context. Cassie, come on up, introduce yourself, and we'll go from there. Oh, God. Okay. Well, <clears throat> forgive. <clears throat> Here we go already. Forgive my sick vibes. It's all good. <laughs> Steph, Steph didn't tell me I was going to be on camera having to look all pretty for you. So this is what you get. I'm sorry. Um, but I am Cassie Howard. I've been a business coach for... I think eight years now, something like that since 2015. And I actually started in the industry uh, in a, in a space where I was very focused on like hustle, like 24 seven hustle, not healthy hustle, which is what I'm about now, but 24 seven hustle, like just bury yourself in the ground, work 24 hours a day. And I did really well with that. I made a lot of money for the first three years. And then I crashed and burned. I was exhausted. I lost everything that I had made and then some and went into semi-depression for a number of years and then built my way back up again. And I, I found a healthier balance of working and not working and finally discovered the energetics piece that I was missing for so long. And that's what really helped me to create a business where I have so much freedom now I only work like two to four hours a day if that and only you know for the things that need to get done and sometimes it's less than two hours a day um and then there's days where I'll work like five six seven eight hours like if I'm just in the vibes and I just love to teach kind of the practice of like healthy hustle which is what I like to call it and allowing yourself to work and do the things that you really love to do. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to work, but also making sure that you're doing it in a healthy, sustainable way. So that's kind of my vibes. 
I love that. You know, what's so interesting is like, and I'm the same way as you didn't even touch on how much money you make in your business right now. And it, I, I, and which is like, obviously, cause I know that like, that's not the first thing that you think about, but I feel like people know you because of not just know you, but you have, you are a coach in the online space who is making like the most amount of money. Like you're the top few. It, it, you know what I mean? Like you're making, I don't know what your year was last year, like 5 million or something like that. You're making like multi high, multi three stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like it was a fabulous year. So, so this is just like, I just think it's so interesting because I know that so many people follow you because it's like that, like, how did you do that? How are you making that? Like so many people are like wanting to get there. And so I honestly want to ask you right away, like obviously being able to generate that amount of cash and income in your coaching business, you have mastered business and you have mastered sales to an extent to, to be able to generate that. And so if I were to ask you, what do you think are, I don't know, like the one to three skills, whether it's more of a strategic thing or, or a mindset thing that, that, that you believe we must have to generate that amount whatever comes to mind, I feel like it's so interesting, like to hear from someone like you, like making that much, like, what are the things that you're like, it's this, this, and this that, that allow me to make this amount. Oh, okay. So persistence, number one, consistency, number two. And I think the third thing that I would say is just fun. Like if, if you're not having fun, I mean, sure, maybe you'll make a lot of money at first, but it's not going to last. Yeah. And it's so interesting because persistence, consistency, and fun, these are things that I label as those are soft skills. So you weren't like, well, you must have this kind of content. And you weren't like, well, you must have this kind of sales strategy. It was like, okay, persistence, consistency, and fun. So if you feel like those are the things, do you feel like those are the things that people who aren't generating sales or to the sales that they want to be in their business, that they're miss, there's something with persistency, consistency, and fun, like that's not working for them. Are those the missing pieces that you find that you see the most? Yes. And th- there's also usually some strategy piece as well, but that's always different depending on the person, but it's usually related to their sales or their content. But yeah. for the most part, there's always consistency. There's always like lack of, uh, of belief. There's always like, well, I've been doing this for five minutes, so it should be working now. Like there's that as well. And and it's always those pieces, always. Yeah. It's so interesting too, because well, I shared last week when I was talking about the weekend before when when we met and, and I was thinking of like, like we were, we had like a quick conversation about how it's not even about it's not about making sales every day. It's selling every day. And what we meant, we had this conversation of like, it's actually showing up and selling whether people are buying or not. And I think that's the the piece of persistence and consistency is like, no, we show up and sell every day, whether there's sales flooding in or not. And that's the piece where I think a lot of people get tripped up because it's like non-circumstantial or it's circumstantial, right? I'll show up if I see it's already working. Whereas I feel like we both have kind of mastered, like I'm going to show up and sell every day because that's what a business does. But I think it's like, I, my opinion of it is I think a lot of people get really insecure of like, I'm not going to do the thing I know I need to do because I only feel good when there's sales coming in. So I would love to maybe hear you speak about like, 
what that feels like for you. Like, have you ever navigated like, oh, like there's a high day and then a low day. Like, what does it feel like for you on a low day? Because I know for me in my business, I could have a six figure day and the next day be like a 5k day, right? Or a $500 day. And so it's like, I'm just curious of like your relationship, maybe with the sales or the numbers and the feedback. And if you've ever had to like work through, like I'm going to sell whether it's high or low and I'm going to I'm going to stay motivated. I'm going to stay happy. I'm going to stay healthy no matter what the ups and downs are looking like. Yeah. So for me, I, I've never actually had an issue selling every day. Like that's never been an issue for me. I just was like, why wouldn't I sell every day? Like, you know, yeah. but there was definitely those feelings of like, I'd have a really big day and then I'd have a relatively small day. I don't even want to call it a really small day, but like a lower day. So I can make like 50 K in a day. And then the next day is like $600 or something. Yeah. And at first it used to really affect me and be like, what, like, what the hell, <laughs> what's going on? What did I do wrong? And I, it took me a while of going through this to realize, like, I'm not actually doing anything wrong. In fact, I'm doing everything right because I'm still continuing to show up. That's the reason why I'm able to have the 50k days, the six figure days is because I'm showing up every single day, no matter what. And yeah. so now it's, it's, it, it doesn't really affect me when I have a really big day. And then the next day is nowhere near as big as that day. It's just, it's just another day. And to be honest, I don't even really notice much anymore. Cause I used to be like logging into my Stripe and my PayPal, like any payments come in yet? Anything happened yet? And then be like really dejected if they're like, oh, there's nothing. Or, oh, it's only a $99 sale, you know? And now it's like, I don't even really check that much. And when I do check, it's just like, oh, okay. It's just yeah, information. It doesn't affect me emotionally or energetically at all anymore. That's amazing. And I think it's just so fun. And I think refreshing for people to hear that it's like you can have high days and low days, like making that amount per month or per year doesn't mean every day is massively high. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, like every launch has to beat the last one or every month has to beat the last one or every day needs to be higher and higher. And I think like that keeps people in their heads and then they aren't consistent. Whereas like, we're evidence and I can relate where it, it's not about that. It's about the consistency and over time it adds up. And I just, I, and th that was why I wanted to ask you this is because I knew that would be your answer. And I want to help people realize like, it doesn't have to be a certain way. It's the consistency piece, no matter what, and finding a way to be consistent, like no matter what's actually happening or not, which is amazing. Um, so I, it's so funny. You're like the first person that I've had on here that I made a list of questions. I'm like, these are the questions I want to ask <laughs> Cassie. Um, so like I was saying, you're someone who's making like, like, I don't really know many other people making more than you per month in the industry, which is freaking amazing. And so That's I wanted crazy. to ask, um, and me, and me, and like, and you, of course, people, right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what, what does that feel like for you to know that you're someone who is making like, the most amount of money in this kind of, like, I just would love for you to speak on like how, what does it feel like for you? Does it feel like anything? Does it feel like nothing? Like what goes through your mind to maybe know that? Or, or does it feel weird when, when I say something like that? It doesn't feel weird. It, it feels, it feels like neutral to me, but it didn't always feel that way. It used to feel like pressure. It used to feel like, oh shit, now I, I, everyone's watching me. What if I, this like, again, comes back to the high months and the low months. Like, what if I have a lower month? What if I had, like when I had my $884,000 month last year, 
everyone was like, your million dollar month is coming. And I'm like, stop it. Stop saying that. <laughs> like it was like filling me with so much anxiety. I'm like, what if I don't? And then my next month, I think it was like seven something. And it was like, oh no, it's less, but it's like $700,000. That's not something to be upset about. But I was, I was like worried that people were going to think less of me. And so like there, I had to work through that quite a bit and, and realize like, it's not, it's not really my job to make other people feel safe with money. It's their job to feel safe with money. And all yeah. I can do is to feel safe with money myself and share my experiences and, you know, and help my clients with it when they go through it. But now when I hear like you, you make the most of, or, you know, as the top, you're in like the top X number of people, it, I don't know, it, it kind of feels like, a high school kind of a thing and I'm like I don't want to be one of the popular kids I don't want to be one because it's like everyone's looking everyone's looking everyone's judging you have more criticism when you're at this this level and you have more people saying nasty things about you on the internet you have more people judging you like it's a lot yeah it's a lot and and you know it's so interesting because it's like I've felt the same way too of like oh my god now people are really watching and they're going to expect to always or expect you to always outdo last month or last year or this or that. And it's so interesting because I've never actually had someone directly put pressure on me like that. Like in a fun way, it's been like, oh, next month is going to be this. And I think people don't, people mean well, because they're so excited and they're so blown away. But all, but I know that feeling of like, oh, but like now people are thinking that what if I don't, what are they going to think of me? If and, and none of these things are even true, but there is a sense of pressure at this level too, of like more eyes, like you're saying, or more people want to criticize or more people want to if you do something wrong or say something wrong, like you're the first person that they're like, ah, like, you know what I mean? And so there is this pressure. And that's something that I struggled with last year, a lot of like, I self-sabotaged a little bit because I was afraid of like, what if I do something and I make a mistake now, right? And it doesn't work. Everyone's watching. What are people going to think of me, right? Or even silly things of like, if I don't keep outdoing myself, are people going to want to hire me? And it's just, I think that it's it's interesting to talk about. And I think it's refreshing. And I know for me, it's like therapeutic sometimes. Um, but I think that it's also, you know, so many people are desiring to make more and more money. And they often don't realize that these might be the things that come with making more and more money. You know what I mean? It's like, because at the same time, like, obviously it's amazing. We've built something incredible, but it's like, but also there's these other things that that don't feel so fun. And so I know, you know, I know you and I know me and it's like, to me, and you probably feel the same way. Like, it's not even about the money to me. It's like, I'm so proud of what I've had to navigate while building this level of success. And I think it's so easy for people who maybe aren't, at this level yet to, to to just see the money and I'm like yeah the money is fun but you don't realize what it was like to build that and so I I just think like this is why I love having these conversations because to hear like the real feelings behind what most people just see as a surface level I think is freeing for people and also opens up um people's minds so with that being said I'm curious to know what is something that most people think will happen or they think they will feel when they make millions that you're like, this is just not true. I would love to hear what comes up for you. Where do I start? I mean, <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing is like, they feel like, <clears throat> um, 
they're going to be successful. Like that's the word that I get from people is like, when I hit X amount of dollars, then I know that I've made it. Then I know that I'm successful. Then I know people will take me seriously. And to an extent that's kind of sort of true, but also not really, because the reason people take you seriously is, excuse me, your, your consistency and the way that you're showing up and the way that you lead yourself. And the other thing I would say too, that comes up quite a bit is once I'm making, usually this is like the six figure month thing. Once I'm making six figures a month, then I don't have to worry anymore. Like, yes, you do. You you just have different worries. I won't have any problems. When I'm making multi-millions, I'm not going to have as many problems because I'll be able to pay people to help me, which again is partially true, but also not true because you will have problems. You'll just have different problems. It's kind of like when you have kids, it's like your kids are, you know, you have things that they do that are, you know, frustrating or whatever. And they get older, like once they get older, it'll be fine. No, it'll just be different stuff. You know, I, I heard a quote, I said this somewhere the other day, it was on a podcast that I was listening to. And they said like, money doesn't solve non-money problems, right? Like, duh, like, like with more money, you'll be able to pay your bills and you can buy some stuff. But if if you're still struggling with feeling fulfilled or happiness or stress or anxiety or insecurities, that's still going to be there, even if you're making six figures or this or that. And so I think it's so interesting because I think people, we know this, like when we talk about it, it's like, oh, duh. But we subconsciously think like, oh, when, when I'm making X amount, I'll feel secure in my business. And it's like, Yes, having practical things and reoccurring income and a strong foundation will make you feel secure. But if you're honestly just not secure because you're unhappy or you're chasing things, you're still going to feel that way, whether you have money or not. And, and I love that you said too, it's like, like success is consistency. People love you because you're consistent. People love you because you show up every day. People love you because of your mindset. People love you because you're bold. People love you because of all those things. And it's like the success is the byproduct. And to me, it's like the success shows that those skills work. So it's like, to me, it's like, yes, I get to model that you can make a lot of money, but the way to do it is how I'm being. And I think that's probably like the favorite part of your work, I'm sure, of like getting people to be in that vibe in that zone and become someone who can generate that instead of it being like, just tell me how to generate it. Like it's the fulfilling journey of it, um, which is amazing. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, it's like this chase energy, right? It's like everyone wants the next level, the next amount. But when you realize it's not even about that, it's about how you feel during it, then the whole game changes. But we put, we put so much pressure on ourselves for um, so many different reasons. I would love for you to speak about if, if you guys follow Cassie, I don't see the comments on the, on Facebook. I'm not looking, but if you guys follow Cassie or you go follow Cassie, Cassie is very bold. She like part of your messaging and your brand is like, be bold and be courageous and and make big moves. Like that's, that's a theme in your content and your brand, which I absolutely love. And that's obviously in alignment with who you are because you continue to make bold moves and investments and you're like going bigger. And I would just love for you to speak to that. Have you always been someone who is like, let me go all in when, if not, when did that shift? And, and what has that allowed you to create in your life and your business to make moves and decisions at that level? I think, have I always been bold? 
Yes. Have I always been brave? No. Like, especially in my business and especially when it comes to investing, it, I, I mean, I've always invested. Like when I decided to become a coach, the very first thing I did was hire a coach. Cause I was like, I don't know how the heck to do this. So that was, I've always done that, but investing in like long-term investing in higher level things, like that's where I was like, well, what if it doesn't work? Or what if I hire this coach and then I don't really like them after a couple months and now I'm stuck or like these types of things. And so I had to work on my courage and I had to, I had to do things that were scary. And I've always found that the things that I do that, that scare me the most always accelerate me the most. And they may not be pleasant in the moment because I'm kind of scared when I'm doing it, but there's always like this this feeling of excitement behind it. Like I'm never, I'm never doing something that's just scary. Like to me, if it's scary and there's no excitement, it's probably not the right move. But if it's a little bit scary and also you're like kind of giddy with excitement, then it's probably the right next step. And so that's how I base my decisions now when I do anything is like, I'm a little tiny bit nervous about this, but also I'm so freaking excited. That's how I know it's the thing. And, and I think it's like, you have to you have to be brave and you have to have that courage throughout the entire journey. Like it doesn't end. It doesn't go away. It's not like, okay, I did the brave thing. I'm done now. It's like, it's constant. You're, you always have to be this. And it's like the, the bigger you get and the, the further you go, it's like, there's just different things to be brave around. Just yeah. like some things you get comfortable with and other things it's like, okay, now there's a new level to this. And that's a little bit scary because I haven't done that before. So it's continuing to to walk and be brave. And the boldness for me is really just saying what, what I really want to say and understanding that not everyone's going to get it. Not everyone's going to like it. And just coming to terms with that. Like at first it was a little like, oh, I don't want anybody to be mad at me or to think I'm like being mean. And, but anytime I would try to filter myself, I would, I would have so much resentment and it wasn't worth it. So I just, I just stopped. Something that you and I both talk about is like in in um, relation to taking bold moves, risk investments is long term mentorship. And I know that you talk about that a lot because, you know, your experience, like you were saying, once I decided to actually commit to something longer term, I was basically in other words, like I'm trusting myself, whereas before it was like short term stuff, because what if, what if, what if? And I think that I obviously stand by that because I do believe in long-term mentorship. I think what happens, I don't know if you've noticed this on social media. I think people almost like mock, whether it's me or you or whoever, like, oh, it's just like a sales tactic to get people to buy like blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't know if you've seen that before. And it's just interesting because I can see how people can think that. But the reason that I talk about it is because I actually have experience of like, well, long-term mentorship is a part of the journey. And so I, I just wonder if you want to share a little bit of like, what is that, what does long-term mentorship mean for you? Maybe a few years ago when you started investing and what does it mean to you now? Like, why is it something that you believe is so important? And I think like this just helps people really understand like where this transformation comes from in long-term. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I first started investing in mentors, it was always like, how can I get the most for the least, like the least, the least amount of money, but also the least amount of my time. Like, I just, I want to get it as fast as I can. And so I did that. And I found that I never really had a great relationship with those mentors. Not that they were bad or by any means, it was just, there was no time to develop a relationship. 
And so the coaching and, and stuff that they would give me was not always right for me because they didn't know how to coach me because they didn't really understand me enough yet. And I didn't understand them enough yet. And so I, like, I've only had long-term mentorship for, this is like, I'm, I'm finishing my second year mm-hmm. and that's it. And before that it was all short-term. And I mean, before I did this, I was doing about 600,000 a year. And the first time I commit to long-term mentorship, it was over $2 million. And then the next year was over $6 million. So I'm like, okay, well, I think it kind of works. So I'm going to keep going. But it's, yeah. I think it's really like, I understand now the whole relationship piece. It's like the kind of mentorship I used to get from, from Melanie in the very beginning is different from the kind of mentorship I get now, because I understand how to ask the questions in a way where she's going to be able to coach me at her best. And she knows how to give me the answers and the support in the way that's going to help me best because we've, we've worked together for so long now. Yeah. And I, I mean, I completely agree. It's like, and I think it's interesting because like, you don't know the value of it until you put yourself in it. You know what I mean? I think yeah. talking about it is so amazing because then it helps people have awareness, but it's so right. It's like, you like, imagine knowing someone for a year, two years, and you're still mentoring with them. Like they know you, they know everything. They they know your personality. They know the things that you've been through. They know your patterns, the relationship, like even like you said, like you, you know, your mentor better. So then you know, even how to communicate with them better. And, and that takes time. And, and it's like, I think a lot of people, again, you have to go through it to find the experience, but at the beginning, sometimes you just want to coach, like, help me just do the things, which is fine. But then I always encourage people like stay with a mentor after you've learned how to do the things, because there's another evolution of your relationship. That's a little bit deeper and different. And I, I, I really don't think a lot of people have the staying power, right. To continue because that at that point, the relationship changes where it's like, wait, I don't have as many questions, so I'm just not going to continue, right? Or like, I I got all the answers, so I'm not going to continue. But it's like, I really want to continue to talk about this because it's like, to me, when you continue and you don't have questions or you don't have problems, there's another iteration that is like almost even more expansive because it really is from overflow and it really is the relationship piece. And so um, there's just something to be said about that. It's so funny that you were talking about um, questions because I get asked a lot by my clients, what do you ask Melanie? Like, what do, what do you ask your mentor? I get asked this all the time. And it's I, I'm like, I don't even know how to answer sometimes because I'm like, I don't even remember the last question I asked. Or like, so now I'm like, I'm gonna turn the table and I'm gonna ask Cassie Howard, what do you ask your mentor? <laughs> Oh my gosh, this, I know I'm the same way with this question. I'm like, I don't know. Hang on. Let me pull up Voxer. Cause I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, a lot of, our, a lot of the stuff in there is like, I have a lot of celebrations. Like it's a lot of like, this just happened. Oh my God. I'm so excited. And it's like, Ooh, let's play with potentiality a little bit. Like let's, let's dream a little bit. There's a lot of dreaming and stuff in there. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Um, as far as questions, I think the, the last question that I asked what was the last question that I asked? The last question that I asked was around, it was actually around staying power actually, but it was around clients, like clients, like why is it that clients don't stay? Like Mm -hmm. some clients, some clients stay, some clients don't stay. And so it was more so just like a conversation. It wasn't like, oh my God, this client left me. What do I do? It was more so just like, I've been thinking about this. Like, how do you feel about it? So it's more so just understanding their 
their feelings, their thoughts. And I ask a lot of why questions as well. Like, oh, I saw you do this. Why did you do that? Why did you do it like that? So a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's the biggest piece is I say something similar. It's like, it's not even about the questions. It's more of like, I have conversations. Like, I'm like, oh, like this happened. Let's just talk about it. You know what I mean? Or like, it's not even like what to do. Cause at this point we know what to do, but I think it's like almost like understanding why people do things. Like it's like, it fascinates me. Like I'm a psychology kind of nerd. It fascinates me exactly. Like, why do people stay? Why do people not stay? Why do some people stay? Why do some people like, it's like that kind of thing I think is just like, we need a space to have these kinds of conversations at this level because we are mentoring a lot of people and to know um, and figure this out is, is part of mentorship. And so I'm the same way. It's like conversations or like updates or celebrations or, or this or that. And, and I think, you know, something that I always say too, is like, don't force questions. Like, it's not always about a question. If you just want to say something and there's no question just say it and it will turn into a conversation. But this is where I think a lot of people have a learning curve in mentorship where it's like, you kind of have to figure out that next phase of mentorship when it's not just about questions. And that's where a lot of people kind of freeze. But that to me is the point of staying power where if you can just, it's almost uncomfortable. Like, I don't know how to use this, but if you can stay in that discomfort, you reach kind of another level where you discover it is a new phase. But this, this is where, what I see anyway, where most people fall off, but then they don't get to that next level of mentorship, but that's where it like, it really begins in a different way. So I love I that. And I think it's so, fa- it's so fascinating because it, I think a lot of people just want to know, like, you're making so much money, you're doing all of this, why need a mentor? But it's like, it's, it's not just about that. It's about the conversations and it's about support that like no one else can really understand, right? Like there's certain things that I'm like, literally no one else can understand this besides a few other people. Like to have that there, I find so valuable. So I appreciate um, you sharing that. Okay. Um, this is a fun question. This I just feel like I'm having so much fun with you. I'm like, I just want to interview Cassie every day. You're like my favorite person. Okay. What do you feel like is a common misconception that people have about you that you would love to debunk? Oh, easy. That I work all the time. Like <gasps> I, I don't even understand the number of times I have said, I only work two to four hours a day. People are like, you're launching all the time. You're selling all the time. You're, you're posting all the time. Like you must, you must be working all the time. Like how, when do you go to bed? When you must get up so early? I'm like, where is this coming from? Cause I have never once said this, that used to be my life. That hasn't been my life for a very long time. It's like, I'm just, I, I, I simplify everything. And this is a big part of my business is simplification. It's like, I don't, I don't have bells and whistles. Like if you look at my Instagram, it's mostly text images. Like it's very simple and that's with intention. It's like, if I make things super fancy with all the bells and whistles, it's going to take me longer. I don't want it to take me longer. So how do I get my point across faster? And even with selling, it's like, I, I repurpose a lot of my sales content. I, I reuse certain images and, and stuff like that. It's like, it doesn't have to take a long time. And that simplification process for me has made it so that I don't have to work that much each day if I don't want to. And if I want to, I can, but I don't have to. And that's, that's what I wanted. So big. Something that I talk about a lot on this show is like consistency habits and like the basic things in life, 
right? And so I, it's like the same thing with businesses. It doesn't need to be complicated. In fact, the people who are the most successful have a very simple process and they've learned that simplicity is what creates the results anyway. And I think it's so common where people just think if I add things or do things different or every day has to be different, like that's the thing. But, but success in all areas comes from simplicity and repetition of the simple things. And I think when you get that, you, you really get that. But I also know for some people, and I know you've been through this, it's like, if you've been conditioned most of your life that you have to work more, that's going to be hard for people to shift or people who come from corporate or all these different things. It does take a minute to absolutely shift. And I know for me too, it's like, I have built a business model where I don't have a lot of calls compared to what most people have during the week, but but people are like, oh, you post on social media or you're on or you do this or that. And like, there's certain things that I consider not work that people would consider work. And I, and not like anything is good or bad, but it's like, to me right now, this is work, but it's not right. Like it, to me posting yeah. on social media, I'm like, I can do it. Like it's the most fun thing in the world for me. So I think that it, it, we have to also understand that everyone's version of work or fun or play or everyone's schedule is different. But I mean, I, I think it's fabulous that you are an example that it can be simple. You don't have to work all the time. And when you master the few things that you need to master for sales and business, then you can generate something extremely successful. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I think that's the, the key is like finding your own sim simplicity. Like what is simplicity for you? And then making it fun. This is why like fun has been a big thing for me is like, if, if it's fun, why wouldn't I do it? Like people ask, how can you sell all the time? You're selling multiple things. I'm like, cause it's fun. I like it. <laughs> I'm enjoy. I'm doing it. It's kind of selfishly for me. Cause I'm having the time of my life. Let's try this offer. Let's do this strategy. Let's do it like this. Like it's, it's fun. So when you find the things that are fun, it's really easy to, to do them for a long time and be like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for four hours. And it's like, it doesn't feel like it. So it's like, I'm, I'm not saying that you have to not work. Like, it's like, yes, if you want to work 12 hours a day and you're having the time of your life when you're doing it, it can actually energize you and like give you more energy. And that's a good thing. So you have to find your own balance for that. I'm the same way. Um, I want to circle back a little bit to the piece of you making bold moves and you just like always choosing to like keep going and, and keep evolving. And something that you said was, you don't just do it once you have to keep doing it. And this is something that I've noticed for a lot of coaches is like, they'll make an investment once, or they'll make a big move once. And then they even maybe reach some great level of success, but then they're still scared and they stop moving. And, and I, and I think that's, that's a huge piece, but I wanted to ask you, um, you lead yourself no matter what it's like, you're at a point now where it's like, you're going to choose to do what you're going to do no matter what. Does it ever feel frustrating for you when you see people choosing to not move? What is that? You know what I mean? As someone who's just like, I go no matter what, and I'm sure you've noticed, I can see your face right now. I would love for you to just share about that because this is something I talk to my clients about a lot of they're like, Steph, I just go, why aren't people going? And it's like this interesting duality of like, well, you can't worry about what other people are doing, but at the same time, we're building coaching businesses that depend, you know what I mean, on people making moves, but I don't force people to move. So I I would just love for you to speak to that because you're someone who trailblazes. So what's it like to see people stuck? It, it's more sad than frustrating for me. It's like, I, I see potential in, yeah. in people and it's like, oh, you have to just do, just 
that, just do that thing again. Like it worked, do it again. And they don't do it for whatever reason. And it's just, it breaks my heart because it's like, I see the potential. And I've, I've realized though, that some people, they, they don't really want to grow that big. And yeah. so they actually feel comfortable just doing what they're doing. And that's, that's enough. And so I've accepted that because, you know, that's what somebody wants. But then it's also like, when I see other people, it's like, they keep saying they want to go bigger. They want to go bigger. They want to make more money. They want this, they want that. And it's like, but you're not doing the things or you're not doing the things as long as you need to be doing the things. Like you have to keep doing them. Even if it seems like it's not working, like try a different strategy, try doing it a different way. Or maybe it's just keep going and doing it the same way because maybe it is actually working and you're trying to rush it. And it's just, it's sad to me more than anything else. But I've, I've realized it's like, people are going to do what people are going to do. And all I can do is be an example and hope that that's enough. I agree. And, and I know for me, it's like, cause there was a time in my life where I was so afraid to do anything. And then when I started to face my fears and go do things, it wasn't even just what I was accomplishing. It was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of myself because I was afraid, but I still did it. And so it's like so many people want to get to a place where bigger moves or different things don't feel as scary. But the only way to do that is by strengthening that muscle. You know, we're so afraid of failure. We're so afraid of, you know, doing something and it not working, but like, that's the point, you know, we're, we're always going to be so afraid. Like there's so many things that I've done that maybe were a mistake or what weren't the best move, but I lived through it because I showed myself that I can do something and not be perfect and I'm still okay, right? I can do something and fumble, but if we don't actually take the action, we're never going to build that. And same with investing. Like so many people are afraid to invest money, but it's like, you're going to stay afraid forever. Um, if you, if you don't, but investing is not just investing money. It's like showing yourself, like I'm committed to this. I trust myself, but if we stay not moving, you just don't grow, you know? And so again, I think a lot of people see this as like, just like a marketing tactic, but it's not, it's like, it's required. It's, it's literally entrepreneurship to stretch yourself, to become, to become stronger, to become more brave, to show yourself you're okay. And it's like, that to me is the piece where I'm like, I just want people to show themselves that they're okay, that they can do it. But it's like, everyone has to do it on, on their own time. So yeah, I remember when I first started, people were telling me the same thing. They're just like, you have to keep doing the thing over and over. And I'm like, but it's not working. I should do something else. They're like, no, it's working. You're just trying to make it happen faster than it's supposed to happen. Keep going. And I, I didn't listen. And I just got caught up in this like instant gratification of like needing it to, to work quickly and obviously crashing and burning from that because that's what happened. And then when I built things back up again, it was from that place of like, I'm doing this because A, I love it. And I like, what else am I going to be doing with my time? I love doing this. So I'm going to do it anyway. And also I'm just going to go like, I wonder what would happen if I just decided to go all in on myself over and over and over again. And that was kind of my beginning into like the whole big, bold moves is like, just keep going big move after big move. And I, I really believe that every single move you make is the right move. Even if it doesn't feel like the right move, it's like, you're going to learn something from it. That's actually going to move you forward. And that takes accountability though that you know what I mean yeah. it's like you have to be responsible of like if it doesn't work you still have to say I chose that and I'm gonna find the lesson you know what I mean and that's that's a huge piece as well because it's like if you're not that kind of person then you're gonna do something it's not gonna work and you're gonna point fingers or blame or this or that and and that's that's not the way so I appreciate that hey so I would love to just ask you before we wrap up 
being where you are now in the coaching space, everything that you've done up until this point, like what is, what is next for you? And, and I don't know if that's maybe something very clearly like a project or a thing, or maybe it's just like a way of life, like whatever comes to mind. I'm just so curious of what do you feel like is next for Cassie? I think this is kind of like what I chose for myself this year, but I also feel like this is just ongoing forever is, and, and we kind of talked about this a little bit too, is like my vibe for this year and ongoing is protecting my peace because what, what I've really been doing over the last few years is kind of giving my peace away and like letting too many people come in and disrupt my peace and, and not standing up for myself and not honoring myself and, having, you know, boundaries and things like that. So that's been a big thing for me moving into this year is like, really, like, I'm only doing things if I want to, if I don't want to, it doesn't feel good to me. It's not happening. And that's it. I can relate to you on that one. we like, when we talked about that on the weekend, I was like, yeah, peace. Like, let's, we've had other conversations behind the scenes where I'm like, put up the walls. And that wasn't the best way to say it, but it's just, you know, yeah, I, I can relate to that. I've, 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 lowered my own boundaries before I've done things that I knew I shouldn't have done. And then I've always regretted it. And then you realize like that is never worth it. And so I'm, I'm excited for you to protect your peace and I'm on board. <laughs> yes. I knew you would like that one. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Oh my God. Well, I, I love you, Cassie. And I, I'm so grateful that to have you on the show. And I just love I love that the way that you talk about business and success. And I love that you just are open to having these kinds of conversations that I think are just so interesting. And I don't, I know for me, it would have been so helpful to have leaders like have these kinds of conversations of like, what is it actually like to make this kind of money? What is the pressure like in all these different things? And I, it's just refreshing for me to hear it from you. And I know it's, it's going to be so refreshing for um, my community as well. So thank you for being you and thank you for being on here and thank you for paving the way and just doing your thing. You are an inspiration to so many people and I, I just adore you. So you are amazing. I love you, and I love you so much. Oh my God. So you guys who are on the live, I hope that you enjoyed. I'm going to go look at the comments after we end. Um, obviously, if you don't know Cassie, go follow Cassie. I think if you just search Cassie Howard on Instagram, she should be pretty easy to find. Um, and Ka I think you're in the group, Cassie. So if you want to go look at the live and, and the comments and, and anyone, that would be amazing. But they love this conversation. The team said, well, this is amazing. Yay. So you guys are fabulous. Cassie, thank you again. And everyone, we will see you next week. Same time, same place for the show. Bye, guys.